0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Nothing About You Says Computer Technology, a podcast about cybersecurity and data privacy viewed through the lens of diverse voices. Today, we'll be talking about cybersecurity in the news, and we also have some protect your neck news. We will also talk about the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act. And finally, we'll be handing out a cybersecurity award. I'm your host, Anthony, a cybersecurity, data privacy, and regulatory attorney based in Oklahoma City. While I am a lawyer, I am not your lawyer, and this podcast should not be considered legal advice. Instead, think of this as a conversation between two friends. But if you need legal advice, please, please, please find a local attorney that can help you. So let's turn our attention to some news stories. Our first story comes from Info Security Magazine. Ransomware group Maze has claimed that they have successfully hit Fairfax County Public Schools in Virginia with a ransomware attack. Why is this attack important? For two reasons. First, because of the size of the school district. According to InfoSecurity Magazine, Fairfax County Public Schools is the 12th largest school district in the United States. These attacks just aren't targeting small school districts that may have less resources to devote to cybersecurity. Second, this is the 53rd ransom attack against a school district this year. With so many schools going online, the impact is even bigger. Our second story comes from NBC News. As the election is drawing near, some states are calling up cybersecurity experts from the state's National Guard to help shore up their systems. While there is a shortage of cybersecurity professionals, this assistance from the National Guard is especially important in rural areas or small cities that may be short-staffed. Federal authorities say that these communities are the most vulnerable to hackers. The story is another reason why we need to pay attention to cybersecurity in rural communities. Our last story comes from TechCrunch, a bug in United Airlines' website Let's anyone access the ticket information for travelers who requested a refund. The United website lets passengers check their refund status by entering in their ticket number and last name. But the website wasn't validating the last name, making it possible to access other travelers' refund information by simply changing the ticket number. Over 100,000 passengers' information was available because of that vulnerability. The bug was caught by an outside cybersecurity expert who reported it to United in July. And it took the company a month to address the issue. We also have some protect your neck news. During this segment, we'll be talking about current scams you should be aware of and other vulnerabilities that you need to address. Think of this as Patch Tuesday and a cybersecurity incident report rolled all into one. Cyware is reporting that researchers have found a vulnerability in Bluetooth technology. A new attack called Blurtooth can overwrite the authentication key to grant unauthorized access. The vulnerability affects devices using the Bluetooth standard 4.0 through 5.0. Using this vulnerability, an attacker can either completely override the authentication key or downgrade the key to use a weaker set of encryption. This results in allowing access to Bluetooth-capable services on the targeted device. So what can you do to protect yourself? First, make sure that you always update your device in order to get the newest patches. Next, you should ask yourself if you really need to use Bluetooth on this device. Finally, you should turn off Bluetooth when you are not using it. Please stay safe out there. Or as the Wu-Tang Clan tells us, watch your step kid and protect your neck. Let's turn our attention to our main topic, which is the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act. The Computer Fraud and Abuse Act is a computer law that was created in the 1980s. The law provides both criminal and civil liability against individuals who intentionally access a computer without authorization or they exceed authorized access. The Computer Fraud and Abuse Act has been used to prosecute hackers It's also been used to go after individuals for simply violating a website's terms of services. There's been a wave of criticism of the law because some courts have interpreted the law to even find cybersecurity researchers to have violated its provisions. A lot of the issues revolve around how courts view what without authorization and exceed authorization actually mean. Last week, the Sixth Circuit The federal appellate court that covers Kentucky, Michigan, Ohio, and Tennessee issued a decision that only adds to the confusion. In the case Royal Truck and Trailer Sales and Service versus Mike Kraft, a pair of sales employees had access to the company's computer system. Their employer had given them this access as part of their jobs. The sales employees decided to transfer sensitive company information from their company computer before they left to work at a competitor. Royal Truck filed a claim against these former employees under the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act. The Sixth Circuit sided with the former employees. The court held that the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act does not bar employees from misusing company information they are authorized to access. This case is important because there is a circuit split. The 2nd, 4th, and 9th Circuit agree with the 6th Circuit's approach. The 1st, 5th, 7th, 8th, and 11th Circuit disagree. When there is a division between circuit courts, the Supreme Court typically steps in. Earlier this year, the Supreme Court decided to hear a Computer Fraud and Abuse Act case, Van Buren v. United States. While this is a criminal case, the question before the court is what does exceed authorized access actually mean when someone intentionally accesses a computer system that they have authorization to access? In Van Buren, a Georgia police officer had access to the Georgia Crime Information Center. He was asked by a criminal who happened to be working with the FBI to look up a license plate using the system in exchange for money. The officer does this, and he's arrested by the FBI. The prosecutors charge the police officer with violation of the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act. Oral arguments before the Supreme Court will happen next month. Hopefully, this case will give us guidance on the scope of the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act, or at least encourage Congress to revisit the law. Our final segment today is our Cybersecurity Awards. This week, I have one award that I want to hand out and it's the Kevin Durant Twitter All-Star Award. Kevin Durant has had all types of issues with Twitter in the past, including allegedly being hacked and more recently having a Burner account, which is a social media account that professionals and celebrities use to post anonymously, and forgetting to log out of his verified account before tweeting disparaging things about his former teammates. This award goes to the Chinese ambassador to the UK. The Chinese government alleges that the ambassador's account was compromised by some anti-Chinese elements to viciously attack the ambassador and deceive the public. When celebrities get into trouble on social media, they often claim that they are hacked. But what makes this story interesting is that Twitter is banned in mainland China. The Chinese government has asked Twitter to investigate this incident. If Twitter declines or finds a result that the country does not like, what does that mean for the future of the company in China? I hope the ambassador changes the password on his Twitter account. Thank you so much for joining us today on Nothing About You Says Computer Technology. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. I'm your host, Anthony, and I'll see everyone next week.